Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by I Am Third Sports. We'll tell you more about their camps and leagues in just a bit. Everyone rejoice! The long-waiting game that we have all been playing over the last few weeks, the Kerry Blackshear Jr. decision has happened, Kyle. Where were you the moment you found out Kerry <laughs> Blackshear Jr. was going to Florida? Standing in my kitchen, uh, <laughs> taking my deep exhale from my children, finally going to sleep. And, uh, and yeah, that I mean... Interestingly, it was somebody that I thought was always Kentucky's top competition, although, you know, in all the different reports that came out in the last couple of weeks, they had sort of fallen by the wayside. But uh, Florida was the choice, and I think uh, probably a pretty solid choice for Kerry Blackshear Jr. for everything he's looking for, and certainly a huge decision for the SEC. I mean, it hurts Kentucky because I think it would have, as we've talked about many times now, it would have solidified their front court. It would have given them a proven guy. It would have it would have closed any holes that were in this roster. And they're going to be a little thin, thin if they only have three big guys. But more than more than it hurts Kentucky, it really helps Florida. It kind of completes that team now, where they don't have any huge question marks. Depth is a question mark, but their starting five should be fantastic. And you know, I think this makes Florida every bit the SEC title contender. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to ex- expand that out, then if you, I'm, this I don't think is an exaggeration, Kyle. If you win the SEC, I think that there is a possibility you could also get to a Final Four, right? I mean, the SEC is going to be good again this year. So th- there have been a couple people that have been tweeting around. They're like, I don't get the the Florida hype. I don't get the Florida hype. Well, uh, you better get used to it because I think it's real and I think it's deserved. Obviously, UK fans are probably familiar with Scotty Lewis, who I think is at this point projected as a top ten pick. He'll be like one of their focal points as a freshman. They get uh, their sophomore point guard returning, Nimhard, and now you add a guy who has the potential to be an All-American. I mean, those are three like cornerstone pieces that you build a, a, a championship Final Four contender around. Uh, I think Florida's going to be really good, and it just, yeah, you, you laid it out there. It's mainly on Kentucky's depth where it hurts. Did This is... Did was it weird to you that the way this decision like came out today? Because um, our David Sisk, who works for Rivals, tweeted out this afternoon that a decision would come within the next few hours. Then our buddy Evan Daniels said that he expected a decision tonight. And then I think next he tweeted that he thought Virginia Tech and Tennessee were out, which is like a weird tweet in my like the way this. This thing got got put out there. It was like a drips and drabs, as opposed to him just announcing it. And and honestly, maybe I just missed it, Kyle. But has he even like posted yet officially anywhere? I mean, I know it's official because I saw like the rival story and everything. But has he posted anything about being on Florida's roster at this point? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've just seen it reported that he has confirmed it. So, um, but I don't know if he's like put it out on any of his social media. Not that he, I don't think, had really had a big social media presence, but. Um, 
yeah, the whole process has been a little odd. Um, I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad that we know now. Uh, and we don't have to, you and I don't have to wait till 10 o'clock every night to record this podcast anymore. Um, you know, and I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's good. I mean, obviously it would have been great for Kentucky. I think for the league though, that he went to Florida because that, you know, I think LSU will be a contender. I think Florida now is a contender. I think Tennessee will be good, but you know, that was a, that was a huge blow to Tennessee because they lost their three best players. They lost four of their top six. Three of those top three guys were all drafted. I mean, those were bona fide stars. Um, I don't think a program like Tennessee that has not really, you know, recruited at the level of, of some of the others. They did get a five star, one five star player in the in the incoming class, but that's not going to replace the what they lost. And so, I think he would have made them a really solid team i don't know how good tennessee was going to be even with blackshear i don't know that they were an sec title contender with blackshear people i think some people are way too high on tennessee just assuming they're going to keep it rolling they lost the guts of their program um but uh, this this certainly did give the sec another really top tier team um all right that's going to do it for the carry blackshear talk and scene but there is more grad transfer news tonight, Kyle. And I tell you what, let's take this break right now, and we'll get into that after I tell you guys about I Am Third. I Am Third is based on a simple belief that Jesus Christ is first, others are second, and I Am Third. Founded in 1997, I Am Third Sports has grown to become the largest youth recreation program in Kentucky. They use their sports ministries to promote competitive youth athletics through a positive environment. They foster development through basketball, soccer, tennis, equine, and a variety of sports in leagues, camps, and clinics. From June through August, they're offering top-of-the-line camps for all types of athletes. Soccer, basketball, golf, tennis, equine, baseball, volleyball, flag football, and even a ninja warrior course. To find out more about IM Third Sports and to register for their summer camps, visit www.imthird.org. That's I A M the number three R D dot O R G, or you can email I am third director Jeremy Hobbs. I am at I am third I am three R D at lexchurch.com. Check them out and get into some summer sports with I am third. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. There was Tipton Edits had a big day today. Um, for a, a well, I'll kind of talk about the thing that they did first. They tweeted out that Kyle's favorite name to pronounce. Would you like to give it a chance, Kyle? And Folly Dante. There you go. You getting this, bud? Um, he was going to take a visit to Kentucky, and they also said that he might reclassify. And then they came out a little bit later and said, "No, he's not going to reclassify." So. Dante is on a visit to Lexington uh, within the next, I guess, I guess they announced it starts tomorrow. Uh, so that's a name that we've been talking about for a while. But then, I think more importantly, Kyle, um, they got to do an edit for, is this the most coveted grad transfer left? <laughs> Brad Calipari? Yes, right? He's the most coveted grad transfer left on the market, isn't he? Certainly the biggest name out there. <laughs> He is down to Detroit, Mercy, and Hartford. Two teams left. And I guess 
this also uh, clears up that there is no Kerry Blackshear Jr. situation with Brad Calipari about him kind of still considering the school he's currently at because Kentucky was not on that list. So I guess we can officially say goodbye to Brad Calipari at this point, Kyle. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a dark day in the in the rep in the steady decline of John Calipari's recruiting when he can't even make his own son's list of finalists. It's pretty. He's how how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> it's one thing to not get picked. It's another thing to not even make the list. I, I, do we blame an assistant or do we just do we lay this at the fleet, feet of John Calipari? I think Joel Justice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Joel was on a on a I presume ten or twelve hour flight to Greece. He tweeted out the all the all the requisite emojis to uh, announce his his uh, travel, and he is headed to see Jalen Green, who's a top five player in the 2020 class. Kentucky's probably now top target in that class because they are. Uh, definitely not getting uh, Cade Cunningham, not definitely, but almost certainly not getting Cade Cunningham, uh, whose brother has been hired by Oklahoma State. Um, Scotty Barnes is also on that Team USA group, the under-19 team. Uh, I don't think they're getting Scotty Barnes either, and I think in both those cases they're pretty clear on that, aware of that. So this is pretty much exclusively a trip to see one guy and be seen by one guy, Jalen Green. And... uh, so anyway, that that as we record this, I assume Joel Justice is flying somewhere uh, over the great wide open. I think it's an ocean. I think it's called the Atlantic. Um, that's where he would be flying over. Yeah, he he did the um, the plane taking off emoji, the peace emoji of the hands, and then the Greek Greek flag. While he's over there, why doesn't he get the next Giannis Antetokounmpo to come to Kentucky? <laughs> Doesn't doesn't the Greek freak have a, like one more little brother, or am I wrong about that? I know he had a brother that got drafted a few years ago. Didn't he have one? That, well, he was drafted because he he went to Dayton and then got drafted after one year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that's right. Well, the next, like, not necessarily. They don't have to be related to him, but the next one that would be good if if Joel could find some spare time and you know not take selfies at the. Coliseum or anything along that line. <laughs> the Coliseum uh, is not in Greece, so it's all the same, though, isn't it? They had the same gods. <laughs> what is it? Sure. What city is it even in? The the Coliseum is no, in no, Rome. No, no, I know, I messed that up. But what city is the the U nineteen yeah, games in in Greece? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Joel's staying at at uh, Rick Pitino's place. <laughs> Sublease. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. I guess Rick has already announced he's a, he's Audi, Audi five hundred on the uh, on the Greece the Grecian thing because he wants to coach in the NBA. But yeah, I mean that's actually. I mean we're we're being a little slap happy here at ten thirty eight p.m. But it's a pretty big trip. I mean that's like become one of the storylines. Kentucky can't get a top five player anymore. Um, they're in a, you know, from everything I gather, uh, they are in a great position with Jalen Green, and it would be huge for them to be able to close that deal. One, he's a, he's an electric player; he would be an instant star. Uh, but two, you know, just for 
just for narratives, you know, just to get it, just to end that, that, that whole idea that they can't get one of the top, top guys. He, he, this guy would certainly be one of those. Yeah. And right now also like double, double bonus cherry on top would be the fact that according to the crystal ball, it looks like Memphis is the leader. So to beat Memphis for a recruit would I'm sure please John Calipari and that entire coaching staff as well. Let's yeah. jump. Let's jump to some questions, Kyle. We put out a mailbag call. We got some questions in. We'll get to as many as we can as we wrap up this podcast. Uh, the first one was from SBD. He asked, and this we kind of just did, could you update the latest picture on the 2020 uh, commits and recruits? Well, Kentucky doesn't have any commits in the 2020 class at this point. Um, I don't know, Kyle. I guess there's not, there's not a ton of... A movement along those lines. It seems like there's a lot of guys that Kentucky seems to be in good spots, but there doesn't seem to be any specific one that is, you know, maybe a favorite for Kentucky, if that makes sense. Not saying they won't obviously get some top targets, but it's still a little bit up in the air with a lot of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I can't, it would be really tough to project how that class is going to look. I, But I just, I do have the sense that they are in a good spot in the 2020 class. Like they feel, I think they feel pretty good about sort of the start they've gotten off to. Um, they got in front of a lot of kids early. They got a, a decent number of offers out early. Um, I, I would think that they, and they're casting, they, for one, they're, they, I think they they have and will cast a pretty wide net in that class because they expect to lose a ton off of next year's team. We've talked about that before too. Like this could be an enormous class just in terms of volume, um, out of necessity. Um, you know, in Fale Dante is visiting Kentucky this week. Uh, I guess basically by the time people listen, he'll be here. Um, and there's a lot of spe- speculation about him moving to 2019, but he's, I guess said today, he's going to stay in 2020. Um, you know, that's just that's one of a ton of kids that they've offered in that class. Um, and I think they'll end up doing okay. I'm a little skeptical on whether they can get uh, Dante from some of the other programs that are recruiting him, but um, but I think they feel pretty good about just in just in the big picture. I don't, I don't know about any one specific guy, but I think they're they're in a pretty decent spot. Bill asks, which of three UK returning sophomores, do you expect to have a PJ type breakout season? Uh, I mean, it certainly could be EJ. I, I do think he stands to to make a jump, but uh, the I think the sure bet of the of all those guys is Ashton Hagens. Like I I, I think Hagens is going to be terrific from day one. Um. I think he learned a lot from year, you know, from his first year uh, about what it takes. I think about you know maintaining focus because he admits that he lost it at different points. Um, how to balance, you know, all of, everything, you know, all the energy he exerted on defense that he says wore him down offensively. How how do you balance that? How do you get in better shape to handle it? I, I think I think Ashton stands to make the biggest jump of all of them or or at least is the best bet to to make a jump i wouldn't be shocked if ej is i mean i think ej has the highest ceiling of all the guys on the team maybe but will he put it together that i i remains to be seen 
Yeah, and you know, I remember when Rex Chapman first told everybody about how great Ashton Higgins was going to be. Um, no, like I, I'm, I'm I wish pl- I, I wish we'd started the the uh, Ashton Higgins hype train so everybody uh, everybody knew where they heard that first last summer. But um, I'll have a little news on the hype train here at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. But no, like I was I was telling you, and I think we've talked about it a little bit. Uh, the fact I think that Ashton Higgins might be the star of this team it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be the first guy picked in the NBA draft or might not even get the most like postseason awards or even lead him in scoring but I just think he does so much and I, I just feel like he's ready to take that next step and he's he's prepared to have a monster sophomore season so I'm really excited to see him on the court and um uh, so i basically agree with you kyle but i will i will say that i i i have some i have i have expectations for emmanuel quickly to do some really good things and take another take a step forward as well and maybe maybe be a little bit more than just a role player if that makes sense in his sophomore year so uh coming up next we're going to answer a couple more questions uh, uh, from the mailbag but before that i do got to tell you guys about our friends at twillery if you go to twillery.com slash locked on, that's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y, you're going to see a bunch of awesome, awesome shirts, including the Friday shirts, which feels like a polo but looks like a dress shirt. Style and comfort can finally get along. They've combined the fine details of their tailored shirts with the very best elements of your favorite polo. And voila! The perfect shirt for your Friday uniform. Warning, you may be tempted to try these out on a Monday. So go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $25 off your order. Check out some Friday shirts. As we've mentioned all the time, they got free shipping and free returns and they got great prices on all their shirts. So you got nothing to lose by checking out Twillery. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Here's a question for you, Kyle. What do you think the California Fair Play to Play bill, if passed into law, uh, will have an impact on the NCAA paying student-athletes? Wait, what? (laughs) Say that one more time? That was a mouthful. The California Fair Pay to Play bill. You've heard about this, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen where Mark Emmert basically threatened to not allow them to participate in the NCAA tournament or whatever. Well, if people don't know what it is, the way I understand it is, it's basically the California legislators saying that athletes will have the right to make money off of their likeness, despite rules from the NCAA. Two things to keep note of: Kyle just mentioned one, Emmert kind of said don't do that we're trying to fix things and if you do that we'll have eligibility issues but two that law i think wouldn't go into effect for two or three years so a lot of things would be working out um this question was from daryl and he also asked if this would benefit uk or hinder them if if kentucky adapt adopted similar laws kyle this is obviously something like a big topic that we've talked about before uh, I think we both agree that players should have access to their likeness and be able to profit off of it. The NCAA is going to have to make it their rules if they want for everything to be equal, or they'd have big issues with some of their schools. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. The whole thing's a little odd to me. Uh, it's clear that, you know, I think in the letter to California, Emmert said that they had a working group and they were trying to figure it out and please stand down until we get through that or whatever. Uh, but it, it's pretty obvious the NCAA doesn't really want to go that route. Um, I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to cave on this or they're going to, you know, I think they're in danger of, of the whole model kind of collapsing because it it's pretty clear that players are starting to exercise some power. Uh, some guys are going overseas and other options to say, look, you know, I, I want to be paid. These guys want to be paid. Uh, I do think it would help. I, I certainly think it would help Kentucky. It would be a benefit to Kentucky if Kentucky players could could uh, profit from their name and likeness because in, it's one of the arguments against it is like, well, uh, you know, schools with big, uh, so, you know, big fan bases and big donor bases would benefit because then, you know, you'd have fans paying top dollar for autographs and pictures and whatever at those programs. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's like, so what if that happens? Because that's exactly how it happens now. The, the schools with the biggest followings and the biggest uh, financial backing are the top programs. I mean, it's been that way forever. That, that wouldn't change just because of something like this. So uh, I think it would benefit Kentucky and I don't think it matters that it would be inequitable. I mean, college sports aren't equitable. Um, that's why there's a power five and a group of five and FBS and FCS, like everybody's not the same. And that Calipari's made that point many times. And I think he's right about that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Daryl asked another question that I'm going to save for something else we're going to be doing in the upcoming week. So just stay tuned for that. Daryl, we'll answer that. We got a question on the Instagram uh, actually, it's been a couple days ago, six days ago to be precise. Uh, it was from a fella named Matthew Panton. Does that name ring a bell, Kyle? I believe he uh, kicked the football for Kentucky at some point. He asked, hi, regular listener here. I was wondering how much y'all think losing Tristan Yelmans and Miles Butler to graduation will affect our special teams and the locker room. <laughs> I feel under-equipped to answer that question. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Matthew Patton is a kicker for Kentucky, and I'm guessing this is that was his account. So unless someone like hacked him or something, um, it looked to be legit. Well, a thanks for listening. Uh, that's kind of cool that we have current UK athletes apparently listening to this podcast, but. I feel like you would be more <laughs> informed to answer this question uh, than us, but obviously those are leadership you you lose anytime you you change guys that are handling the football with with Yalmans. I mean that's a uh, yeah. Is that how you say the name, Kyle? I'm now I'm like in my own head that I'm going to mispronounce Yeoman? it. Yeoman. I don't know. Yeah, Yeomans. He does Yeoman's work. I know um, that. Way uh, you were speaking about Instagram. Uh, just a quick interjection. Blackshear apparently has announced that he's going to Florida on his Instagram account. Thank you for that, Kyle. You're welcome. Uh, I can tell you're I, looking things up on your phone by how your voice has changed. Yes. May I also interject this? I'm not going to read John Rothstein's entire post-Blackshear News Top 25, but I will reel off the first seven He's got one Michigan State, two Louisville, which wait, what? I don't get. I I do, uh, I do not understand that. And and a lot of people have Louisville pretty high, like top ten, top five, six ish. But number two, 
I don't know what you would have seen to lead you to believe that Louisville is one of the, the two biggest national title content. I mean, I don't know. That that to me is a little much. I think Louisville's going to be really good, but I don't think they're preseason number two. Kentucky number three, Kansas number four, Duke number five, Maryland number six, and to our discussion at the start of the show, he now has Florida number seven. So, um, and Tennessee's nowhere in this top 25. So LSU's down at 14. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I think, I think Florida will be a top 10 team. Um, I'm, I'm high, very high on the Gators and you know, I, I liked them before, but with some questions and now with Blackshear, I think they're going to be really good. So anyway, Louisville number two, that is a eyebrow razor. Thank you for confirming the fact that you don't but listen you don't to listen. Any, any questions and are just scrolling social media. Oh, so, I, heard, I heard the question about the, the locker room presence of the special teams guys, and I I said right off the top that I was not equipped to answer that question. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys know what that is? Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> we are going to do a giveaway. I have multiple prizes, but we'll do them like one every week. So not the end of this week, but the end of next week, we'll announce a winner. All you got to do is follow the Instagram page and we'll randomly select one of the followers we have. I tweeted out a picture of it today. We'll tweet one out and post one on the Instagram page of what we have. It is a beautiful train whistle, wooden train whistle that says choo-choo on the back. They are made in... Winzu China, um, <laughs> as as they would as one would expect, an old timey wooden train whistle would be made. And not just that, I also have a conductor hat for the winner of this giveaway. So please go follow the Locked On UK Instagram um, because we're trying to be cool and hip, despite us being neither of those things, and get on the. The IG, so it's at Locked On UK. Uh, you can get a train whistle and a conductor's hat and join the Locked On Kentucky hype train. I'm super excited about that. Kyle Tucker has mocked me for it. Multiple other people have mocked me for it. I don't care. I think it's fun, and I like to have fun, even though Kyle doesn't like to have fun and is a big. <laughs> I'm a very serious train conductor. <laughs> Follow Kyle on social media. Oh, at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. That really helps. And most importantly, please share the podcast with somebody else who would enjoy it because that's how we spread this word and spread the train whistles. <laughs> You're really great at blowing that train whistle. I'm going to I'm gonna blame the whistle since it's from... Winzu China. No, it's just I gotta get practice at it. I haven't had one of these since I was like eight years old, but now I've got one, so I'm gonna have it, and I might just wear it for like the rest of my life. Just now, that would make me really weird. Actually, I won't. And now you, you listeners, can have one too. Yes, you can. Just follow the Instagram account. All right. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors today, Hotels.com and I Am Third. Go check out IamThird.org and get involved in some local youth sports. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.
Why doesn't he go over while he's over there? Why doesn't he um while he's over there? Kyle, quit adjusting, man. You're like jacking up the sound. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. Okay. Okay. Whatever you want to call him. Put out his post Blackshear news top twenty five. I'm not gonna read the whole top twenty five, but I will We can't hear you right now very well, Kyle. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. 